Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tech Educator Podcast, episode number 25. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Jeff Bradbury from TeacherCast.net, and tonight we're going to be talking all about that one piece of technology that you can't live without as we start our brand new school year. We have two great co-hosts tonight. We'll be bringing on Jeff Herb and John Samuelson soon. Sam, of course, can't join us. He and his puppets are out manning a back-to-school night in California. There's, of course, several ways that you can contact and join us. You can, of course, reach out to us on our homepage, the Tech Educator Podcast where we're going to be showing off all the great stuff there, including all of our past episodes, audio and video. There's, of course, many ways that you can reach out to the show. You can find us at TeacherCast. You can, of course, leave us a voicemail here at tech at teachercast.net slash voicemail. And, of course, you can find all of our video archives at teachercast.net slash YouTube. want to bring on our co-host for the night from the great city of Chicago, Mr. Jeff Herb. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing very well, guys. Good to see both of you. Uh, good to be here on the show, too. How's everything with you, Jeff? Everything here is going well. Uh, we've uh, got some things going on right now in our chat box, which is awesome. Uh, what's been going on now that you're kind of back in the swing of things here with the uh, Instructional Tech Talk? Uh, one of the things I'm really excited to bring up today is that I will be hosting or moderating a BYOT chat on August 29th, coming up next week. Um, so I'm really excited about that, and if you are available, I'll have to double-check the time, and I'll tell you again um, sometime during the show after I do this little speech here, but um, it'll be August 29th, and we hope to see you guys there. It's BYOT chat is the hashtag, and uh, we'll be talking about some really good stuff with uh, related to bringing your own technology into the classroom. Te- technology? What's that? I, I was thinking it was bring your own toast. I, I, I was a little <laughs> off on that. Okay. I didn't know if it was like a conversation on like rye bread versus white bread versus yes. wheat bread versus I'm so ashamed of myself. So that's a good thing. Um, wow. I, well, I'm sorry. John, how are you tonight? I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you doing? Doing well. How's things in the Techlandia world? Uh, Techlandia is good. We just got started up uh, last night. Uh, We actually had a little bit of a technical difficulty, had crashed in the middle of our show and had to reboot it on out. So I don't know if the Hangouts are having a problem lately, but we talked and we had uh, Principal Jay from Wisconsin on there, Jessica Johnson, and uh, she helped uh, balance out the girls versus the guys because Allison feels like she's being ganged up on lately. Nice. There's, of course, many ways that you can connect tonight. And uh, tonight we're going to be making sure that we are manning our brand new chat. I want to take you guys through a tour of the brand new uh, uh, teacher cast room here. Um, Of course, this is our website, thetecheducatorpodcast.com. But uh, we spent a lot of time today revamping. As you can see, there's a different background on our live site. And we also have two additions here. This is our brand new chat box, which you can see is very, very busy tonight. And I want to say hello to Peggy and Wendy and Mike and everybody out there who's watching. And one of the things that people want to know is how can they hear us on a mobile device? And I want to share two things. First of all, up here, if you'd like, please subscribe to our mailing list. We have about seven or 800 people on our mailing list right now. And uh, we love that when that grows every single day. If you want to reach out and comment on our Facebook wall, you certainly can. But right here, I added a tab for iPad viewing. Now, this is a good thing and this is a bad thing. So let me explain here just a little bit. Let me get the volume up here a little bit for everybody. There is an app called Rover, and uh, we've talked about this a few times on the Tech Educator podcast, but Rover is the only app on your iPad that is... 
making your iPad available to watch Flash-based content. Now, the reason why a lot of people aren't able to watch us on their iPad or mobile devices is because what we broadcast through it's Flash. Whether we're using a service like Ustream or Justin TV, it is all Flash-based. Now, using the Rover app, you can watch Flash-based material. Now, here's the rub. It is a free app. And I spent uh, some time today installing it, testing this out, making these tabs, and then I actually went on, turned on the live show, and tried it on Rover. And I got all the way through the process of Rover to watch it. I had to type in teachercast.tv, of course, and there was a screen on Rover that said, this is not a partnered website with Rover. And it said, if you'd like to get this site to be a partnered website for Rover so you can watch TeacherCast through your iPad, it says to please email, uh, I believe it's partners at rover.com or Rover app, or it'll tell you what to do. So I've already sent them an email saying, uh, hey, we would love to partner up with Rover, but uh, I don't know if it's a harm for anybody else out there to go through the process and uh, send Rover an email and tell them how great TeacherCast Network is and uh, suggest that they unblock us. So, of course, if we can get Rover to unblock block us, that would certainly uh, avail make ourselves available on mobile devices such as the iPad, Android, and iPhone. So lots of great stuff there on TeacherCast Live Broadcasting. But today we're going to be talking all about that one thing. What is that one piece of advice or that one educational piece of technology that going into this school year you always remember to set up or sign in for? And so today we're going to be talking about our favorite ed tech and demonstrating it. Um, Jeff, John? Who wants to go first tonight? I don't know. That's a scary thought here. Do you, <laughs> Jeff, when you send him the email, do you have to say, um, Rover, Rover, let TeacherCast come over, and then they, they unblock the site? Is that how it works? I, 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 would I, I, I would hope that people do it in the most nice and tasteful way possible. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, I gave them two addresses. One, of course, was teachercast.tv, but that actually is a, a false front. It actually goes to the page live.teachercast.net. So um, I, I gave them both. But uh, if, if you wanted to send them an email supporting TeacherCast, that would be great. Uh, teachercast.tv or live.teachercast.net. We would certainly love to be able to share our content on a, on a platform such as the iPad here. So please check that, that out. And... Um, Kate, thank you so much for putting that in the chat. John? Okay, I'm going to hit it off, Jeff. Now, I'm going to I'm going to cheat on this one. Can I cheat for a second on this one? Why not? I'm going to cheat. Since, since, we're, since we're already rolling so great tonight, I'm going to cheat. And I'm going to give teachers something that I think that they should go ahead and sign up for. I've been talking about it for a little while. And I can actually demo it for you a little bit. And they're going to start taking teachers off the wait list starting on Monday, which is tomorrow. And it is a uh, new app, web app called LiveSlide. And so I'm going to take you into my live slide room very quickly over here. And what you can see is it has a course right here. I have a course code. If some people right now were to go to uh, liveslide.atlaslearning.net and they would put in that code right there, they could actually go along and work along with my presentation with me. So I'm going to open up a deck that I made. And this one is called a just a quizzing deck. But what LiveSlide enables you to do is there. It's a very it has minimalistic features. But what it allows you to do is you can go ahead and if I go ahead and annotate over the top of my slide right now, anybody that was in the room with me, whatever device they were on, as long as they had a modern browser, would be able to go ahead and watch me 
annotate and draw the arrows at the same time. You could use it on a phone with Safari and the teacher can go ahead and take, go ahead and say, okay, well, here's an atom. We're gonna go ahead and this is the nucleus and you can annotate all over. I'll just say that this is Breaking Bad <laughs> because I'm obsessed with that show. But when you go through, you can see that it has annotation device. If you go down here and you click, you can hide the slide from the students. So if the students were in there, it would be taken away. If there were students in the presentation with me, which there are right now, but if there were students in the presentation with me, I could actually give the students control and they could go in and go ahead and annotate over the slide as well. You can go ahead and what I like about this is their mottos capture every teachable moment. So you can actually put a, bring a slide in that is not part of my PDF. I can hit the background picture and you can have all sorts of different backgrounds within your slide. So if you wanted to talk about different kinds of math that us uh, fourth grade elementary teachers don't know a lot about, you can go ahead and we think it works pretty much across any type of, you know, I'll try, and, I'll try and actually do Magellan's actual route there. We think it works across any type of platform and it's device agnostic. You can also have a space right here where you could actually give a quiz. And if you hit quiz, the students can answer and then it will go ahead and show you the results in real time. And then you can save the responses to yourself. The good news about this one is it's a free app, web app. It goes, you don't really have to buy any extra um, you know, devices to go along with it. It's just really solid. And also, if you're a student on this slide, you could actually click the slide and it will do video replay of what you've, what you, uh, the teacher annotated for you. So theoretically, a teacher could go ahead and have a student log in from home if they were sick and they could follow along with the presentation. So one of our former guests, Dave Guyman, I'm gonna have him go ahead and use it with his online class. But I think that that's got some potential for you. So if you haven't signed up for LiveSlide yet, go to atlaslearning.net, sign up for the waitlist of LiveSlide. They're taking things, they're taking people off right now, starting on Monday for use in the classroom. Hey John, can I interrupt you real quick? Sure. Can you give out that room code again? A couple people on Twitter are asking for it. Sure, okay, so here, let me go back real quick. Okay, the room code is case sensitive and it's P R, it's capital P, lowercase R, capital J, capital L, lowercase G. I guess I could put it in the chat too and we can see if we can bring some people in. I think just people are interested in seeing how it works on the you know, end user side. Right, so we, we've actually um, gone ahead and uh, tested it out a little bit just on some different, um, you know, with different people. I was, when I was showing it to Dave Guyman, who was on the, on the show a couple weeks back, you know, he was in Idaho. I could give him control. He could annotate over the top and it would come back to me in Austin, Texas. And, um, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. And, um, we're excited to have people go there. Now I will, I will give the caveat that I have started to um, help them out a little bit with their social media. So I, that when I say that we have, that means that I'm kind of part of the company. So this isn't an unsolicited testimonial, but when I saw the, when I saw it at first, it really made me think I really, I really want to be a part of this because I think it's really great. So there, my unsolicited testimonial is I'm helping them because I, I thought it was a great tool when they showed it to me at first. And uh, that's kind of some of the advantages of being on the tech educator podcast. People will come to you and say, Hey, we're, look at this. Yeah. And check this out. Stuff, right. Check yeah. this out. And then you can be like, wow, that's really awesome.
So John, what kind of environment do you see this working best in? I mean, is this really a one-to-one -one type thing or do you see just really any classroom that has students that have their own devices, you know, cell phones, whatever, that can use it? What do you think? I think that it would probably would work best in a one-to-one -one environment, but we're really not um, going through and um, we have a school district in Bastrop, Texas, that's going to try it out and they're going to use it with their, you know, with their cell phones, the smartphones, because they don't have a lot of money for devices right now. So it's, we're trying to, Matt B. Gomez, my favorite kindergarten teacher, <laughs> is going to try it out and he had got his Surface from ISTE and he's got a couple iPad minis and iPad and he's going to just use it with four different tablet devices in small groups. So um, really right now, we don't see any limitations to any type of environment. Obviously, you want to have technology in the hands of kids. That's always the way I feel. But if you don't and the kids have smartphones and you don't have money for it, it works very well in the BYOT, bring your own toast setting. So um, uh, anyway, That's if, you more, <laughs> if you need more information, I'm happy to take uh, contact you and put you in touch with the guys that work there. There's some great people. They used to work for Evernote. One of the developers created the Skitch app. So I've been, I've said, I showed it off a little bit before, but that's actually the first time I can really show it off now a little bit uh, in its full feature. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it'd be great to start the school year with. Okay, so I know that your little demo is over, but how do you actually get into that room? We're having a couple of questions on how you get in there. Here, let me see. Uh, let me see if I can actually go and uh, bring you in. I'll actually log out and uh, I'll bring you in. Great. Let me see if I can do this. All right, let me go back to, all right, I'll screen share one more time. And of course, I don't remember what the, uh, the group code was, but let me go ahead and let me just... Uh, so you go, you, do to, you, you go to liveslide.atlaslearning.net login, and then what you would do is you would just put in your name, and then I forgot what the group code was that I just put in there, but you put the group code right there, and then you could join the room, and then you would see that presentation that I was just working on. So liveslide.atlaslearning.net. Yes. And so that's all it is. It's just join the room. And the thing that's cool is you don't have to um, wait for a download or anything. It's all web-based and cloud-based. So if you are going through, and here, let me go ahead and take this off again. If you were going to, um, if you were like, let's say you had a shared card environment with, with uh, let's say you had uh, like my son and daughter's school. Let's say you had 20 iPads there. And then you had a class of 20 that you used with the kids. If they go in and punch in their code, they can go ahead and it will. the next person that comes in, you know, sometimes you have to worry about whether the kid will destroy the work or whatever. This is all based in the cloud. So if the, the student punches in the different room code, it will still go in and tie to the other thing. And if, um, the, if the Atlas boys get to integrate with your student information system, otherwise known as the SIS, you can have all the classes populated for you and you don't even have to worry about entering a room code. You could just go to Math 101 and all your all your stuff's right there. You don't even have to make a password because it's all right there for you. It's pretty cool. That is cool. Very so, cool. Yep. So anyway, that's one of mine. Sorry that I cheated on that one, Jeff. But uh, I added, I'm very excited about it. And they're, they're just starting to take people. They have about 4,000 people on the wait list. They're starting to take them off on Monday. Nice. How is that cheating? 
<laughs> I don't that care. was just just something I'm very passionate about, and I think that people should start to use it. I would love for people yeah. to start to use it, so let me know. And of course, all archives for tonight's show are going to be on our website, TechEducatorPodcast.com forward slash 25 so techeducatorpodcast.com forward slash 25 uh the page is not live yet but it usually gets put up live somewhere between now and uh 10 o'clock tonight when we get finished so very very nice john thank you so much for demonstrating that um jeff what do you have for us and uh what are some of the things that you think an educator can't live without these years well you know, I went into this uh, show this evening with the idea that I was going to show an app, and I think I still will sometime throughout the course of this show. Um, but when I really thought about it as a new educator specifically that hasn't really taken time to organize themselves, I really have to keep going back to Evernote as being one of the best ways to keep yourself organized and everything put together. Um, as you're putting together all of your files and putting together your life as an educator um, with your lessons and your lesson plans and the supplemental material that you want to have and notes about your kids and notes about their learning style. I mean, it's it can get really overwhelming really quickly, as I'm sure a lot of the veteran and seasoned teachers know. But what I really have found, it was true when I was a classroom teacher and it's true when I'm an administrator right now, um, Evernote has totally helped me make sense of what craziness existed in the, you know, floor drawer, lateral file cabinet that used to sit next to my desk. And I've essentially been able to eliminate all of that by doing some best practices in Evernote. Yeah. And so... Go ahead. Now, Jeff, can you show us how to start this? Because I, I will tell you, I'm excited to have you talk about this. Today, my wife and I are trying to figure out how to organize all of this baby stuff that we're going through. And <laughs> she's asking me questions about how to start Evernote. And I've never been able to figure it out. Although, I think it's a great product. I just don't know what to do with it or even how sure. to start. So, give us the A to Z soup to nuts. You can even take up Sam's time today. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Let me get a... Uh into this and the puppet and the puppets time too whoa puppets we know the puppets take up most of the time on this show (laughs) all right i'm just getting screen share going here and while he's doing that if you are one of the uh, millions of people listening right now and would like to share uh please put it in the chat or please find us at tech ed show or hashtag tech educator if there is one piece of technology that you can't live without in your classroom we would love to hear about it Almost there. It's thinking up my notes here. While he's doing that, John, you know, I'm going to the dentist this week, and they also have a BYOT policy. <laughs> Bring your own teeth? Thank you. There we go. <laughs> <Don't bump. laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I know. I'm, I, I mean, I, I always sit there and call it BYOD or BYOT, or it's just so many different names now for – we should just call it Bring Your Stuff. I like BYOGD. What's that? What's that? Yeah, that, that? Let's bring your own Google Doc. That's what I was oh, going to say. Nice. Okay. Come on. Okay. It's you don't have to bring it, though, because it's in the cloud. In the cloud. No, no. I bring the cloud with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's still syncing a bunch of my stuff, but we can get started looking at this stuff. <laughs> Jeff so, has been, like, rebooting his computer oh, and syncing stuff. Man, I've had so much issue today. It's ridiculous. <laughs> So I think we're in pretty good shape right now. You can see that my syncing down here is moving at a snail's pace. Yeah, not even close. (laughs) Really awesome stuff so far. 
but what I want to show you guys are a couple main features of Evernote that really can help things uh, develop and keep yourself organized. The number one thing, a lot of people think as soon as I get into Evernote, I'm going to start putting all these notebooks together and I'll have a thousand notebooks and it will be for all these different categories. But that's really not the most effective way to manage your Evernote. What you really want to do is create, you know, a couple notebooks that help separate, you know, personal from work and then separate everything by tags. And as you can see, I have just a ton of tags here and there's more coming in as things are synced in. And what is what my Evernote right now is set up for is not classroom teaching. It's set up to be an assistant principal at a high school that deals with budget and finance. And so it's going to look pretty different from what it used to look like when um, I was in the classroom. And what I want to kind of show is how easy it is to pull things up. So right now I have a bunch of tags for all of our different vendors that we get, you know, like our school handbooks from and um, so a lot of our school supplies. And it's really easy to pull up the orders that we've had from those people by just double clicking on the tag and it shows all the different notes that are associated with that. What's really cool on top of that is if you have a bunch of PDFs that you scanned in, you can go up to the search category and just, I don't know, let me think of something that we've spent, like helmets. <laughs> okay, and then it'll pull up anything that has helmet written in there. And it was from some of our uh, athletic purchases for our football team. But instead of going through files after files, trying to find out when we bought those helmets, all I have to do is type in helmet and all of the PDFs that are uploaded into Evernote become searchable. And it'll take you exactly in the document where it's saved. And you don't have to spend hours upon hours trying to find out where your stuff is. Now, I know this, you know, it's a specific example, but it can easily be translated back to the classroom. You have a ton of different resources that you save for different units that you've taught over the past X amount of years that you've taught. And one of the easiest things to be able to do is tag all of your resources for different units, different lessons, um, different categories, like maybe you're teaching, you know, preterite or you're teaching grammar or you're teaching uh, a certain novel. When I was in the classroom, I was an English teacher, I would tag all of my resources to a specific novel and so even by chapter too so it made it really easy for me to just pull up everything for of mice and men for instance and be able to just have basically my unit lined out for me in Evernote and I could go through and I could print the resources I need and I could uh, put it up to a, the internet to tweet it out on Twitter all that kind of stuff it was just so easy to be able to get through so Jeff, Jeff, what's up? Jeff when you did a search for helmet there is that just searching the name of your document or did you say it's actually reading the document itself? It's reading the document itself, too. It'll take um, titles of notes, and it'll take tags uh, preferentially. So those will show up first if they show up in the title or the tag. And then um, it'll also then pull the results from things that are within the PDF or the image that you've put into Evernote. So in this situation, you could actually search for an item number, and because that item number is inside of a PDF somewhere it'll pull up that particular piece of equipment. That's exactly correct. And even though uh, some of that, like that one PDF is text-based, but then you also have numbers handwritten, all of that stuff is fair game for Evernote. Everything that is written on a piece of paper or typed is fair game for Evernote. For instance, I can go in here and pull up something. Let me see if I can find another one. 
like this right here, 110936, is searchable in Evernote. So let me see if I... Does it do cursive? Does it, does, it, does it understand script? No, well, and I just shot myself in the foot here. <laughs> I didn't find it. But uh, it is actually surprisingly good at cursive, too, because um, sometimes I lose my mind and I get into this hybrid kind of writing here where I get some print, some cursive, and it actually can keep up pretty well with that, too. So, um, you know, I... What's the best way for a teacher to start? I mean, the, the, the thing that's always got me, Jeff, is it's so huge, right? It's, yep, it's got yep. so much stuff to it. When you first start it up, you know, what do you do? Like, how, how do you just even get into that environment? Okay, what I want to show you guys right here, it might be a little hard to see because it looks like it's a little grayed out, but stare closely at your screen. <laughs> when I first got into Evernote, I went into something that I like to call like Evernote best practice for organization. And it's really about four or five different tags that you start with, what, when, where, and who. And it will help you kind of keep everything organized within these categories between the what being active projects or inactive projects. The when, is this something we do daily that you'll refer back to daily? Is it something that needs to be done now? Next, soon, or later, you have you know a couple more that I put in here. There's like wish list items, like someday, or it's waiting for something else. Where it's going to happen, at home, around the town, or at work. And these are different ways. Like if you have a community outreach aspect to your school, that's why I have the town in here because we rely on other people throughout the town to be able to provide things for our building. And then the who? Who is it assigned to? Is it something for your student? Is it something for a co-teacher, a colleague, your boss, yourself? Um, as you can see, as we're sitting here, things are kind of showing up in here because my Evernote's still syncing. Um, most of my Evernote work takes place at work on my work computer, so that's why this one's a little bit deficient. Um, but that's what I would say is probably the best way to start, is get into Evernote and develop a tag system that works best for you. You don't even have to create a new notebook if you don't want to. I do have two notebooks. I have one for my home and one for my work just to keep things a little bit separate. But what's most important to me are the tags that go along with it. And it's kind of easy to get a little bit lost in Evernote. And that's why I think the tags are so helpful, especially the initial set of tags that I showed you right here, because they help things kind of stay together and they help you not really lose things. As long as you're tagging it, with one of the initial tags that you set up in this in these few categories, you know that um, a project or a task won't be kind of just brushed under the rug. So not only do I use Evernote as like my personal filing cabinet, but it's also my task management and you know to-do list as well. So I've kind of taken a bunch of different um, I don't know platforms or apps or websites or whatever I used to use to-do a lot and um, I just would jot things down on paper and I just have notes all over the place and I consolidate them all into Evernote. And I know that if I go into Evernote, I'll have what I need and it'll be updated. So I guess my, you know, with all, all that aside, um, what I would say is when you first get into Evernote, develop a tag system that works for you. Uh, if you're going to use it as a to-do list, these are the tags that I would recommend right here the what, when, where, and who to help that all stay organized. If you're just going to be using it to organize your lessons and your units, 
I would develop tags for your units, your lessons, and if you have specific outcomes, maybe. I know that we're getting into a little bit more of a standards-based uh, way of instruction, and so maybe your tags are your standards, and you're able to then pull resources and information that attribute to those standards. Um, there's a ton of different ways to organize it, and it's really personal preference, um, but those are some good initial starting grounds. But that said, it's really easy to create a new note. Um, I want to show you that real quick too. Let me get rid of these. Uh, in the Mac version, the PC version looks a little bit different, but as soon as you get into Evernote, you have a new option to create a note, and you're ready to go. There's my face. Very nice. <laughs> uh, you just type in on a note notes from Tech Educator Podcast New Technology tools. You can tag it. I just made it. That's really nice too, is that the inside Evernote, you can easily create new tags. So if you are writing up a new note and it doesn't really fit into the tags that you've already created, just typing out a new uh, phrase or sentence or word and then hitting enter will create a new tag in your hierarchy. So you don't have to go to a different screen and set something new up. Um, it will automatically create it for you. And so in here, you could just type up, you know, if I were creating a list of links from everything that we talked about tonight, like live slide would be good, and I can put in the URL to that. I think I still have it here. Oh, no, that's the <laughs> that was for people to use to get into our feed. Um, but maybe I could put in Evernote.com. And then this is something that will be saved. Uh, into my whole list of notes and searchable by the tag Tech Educator. What's also really nice is that it takes location-based uh, note creation too. So since I'm creating this at home, geolocation will put this note automatically into my home notebook. Uh, any notes that I create at work are automatically created into my work notebook. So there's a lot of back-end settings that you can set up that make organization a lot easier for you. Um, but it's really just a try and figure out exactly what works best for you and what your hopes and needs are out of uh, your organization in Evernote. I feel like I could talk for days about Evernote. And, yeah, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of features. There's, a, yeah, really there's so much. And, and there's a huge chat on it right now in our chat box. So thank you so much out there for watching. I'm sorry that we're having a few issues tonight with the video, but uh, we'll figure this out somehow together. Jeff, thank you so much for showing us that. I've been looking to learn a little bit about Evernote. And again, like today, we were trying to figure out all this stuff. And and where do you start when the, when, when the environment's that big is usually right. where we have the issue. Now, again, all that stuff that you're getting for free, or did you get the, subs the subscription for that? You know, to be perfectly honest, I do have the premium um, But it's not that Evernote, much. But... It really just gives you more upload potential. And for people that are just starting out, there is virtually no cost. And you can ride that no cost train probably as long as you want. I have a ton of scan documents that go into my Evernote daily. And so I justified the uh, you know couple bucks a month or whatever it is for Evernote. Um, for people that are using it just to kind of keep their classes organized and everything, there's no need to get the premium. You'll be just fine on the free version for probably the length of your career. <laughs> yeah. Nice. 
And somebody on the chat here, I forget if it was Wendy or Kate, was saying that she takes the um, attachments from Gmail, and that goes right into Evernote if you attach those. That's pretty, pretty awesome there. Yeah, you, that's you a keep, huge feature. You keep saying uh, the word scan, and I don't have a scanner anymore. Yeah. Well, the only reason I'm able to do that is that our copy machines at work all have scanners in them, and so I can just direct directly to my Evernote from our scanner, which is great. Um, but no, she's absolutely right. All the major email platforms have tie-ins with Evernote. And so you can use Gmail, you know, I use Outlook at work and there's a little button that showed up as soon as I installed Evernote. And if I click on, you know, one to a hundred emails, I can click the Evernote button. It'll create a new note for each of them and bring over their attachments as well. So I've kind of taken Outlook out of the picture too, for being my storage cabinet and uh turn that into evernote as well so i know that if i need to get a reference and piece of reference information i'm going to evernote not outlook and toodle do and all these different uh tools that i used to kind of string together to be my productivity suite in the past so you take an email from outlook it goes into evernote and then you organize it into your files that's exactly right and now can you and, put it in a filing cabinet from outlook when you're hitting that or do you have to then do a separate set I don't know if I understand your question. When I'm in Outlook and I want to send it to Evernote, can I organize it through that drop-down button, or do I have to then log into Evernote and stick it in a file folder? Okay, so here's what happens. It will. Uh, you don't do it when you do the drop-down, but all the notes that are created will show up automatically, whether Evernote's open or not. And so then you can quickly process each email if you want. What I do is that I have all incoming notes from outside sources create in a tag called action pending and so i can just go to the action pending tag and uh, organize things really quickly and as soon as that's empty i know that everything that's been put into evernote recently has been dealt with mm -hmm. nice yeah. we also have um you also have the potential to use the app evernote food and evernote hello is there anything else Jeff, that you can think of, what are the what is Evernote? Evernote Hello, so you can remember people and put their faces together in their business cards. Evernote Food for recipes, right? Yeah, Those Evernote Hello is something I use quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so scan a business card right from the app, and it puts it right into your Evernote. That's really cool. Um, I don't use too many extensions. I probably sure I probably should. I'm sure there's a lot of great stuff. Um, what I have started using is the live scribe pen with evernote and that's great i take all my notes and meetings using live scribe pen and live scribe paper and it automatically just feeds right into evernote totally searchable all my handwriting is optically recognized by evernote and made available to be able to see that kind of stuff so sarah here is saying that evernote sketch is also one of her favorite apps I've heard a ton yes. about Sketch. I need to learn more about that. Sarah, if you're watching oh, out there and you uh, want to stick some links to Evernote Sketch or ways that you use that, we would love to love to share that on here. Uh, maybe we should just uh, get on some Evernote people and do a whole uh, show on Evernote. I really think that would be warranted. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Hey, can we give Sarah a shout-out? So she's Ms. Geeky Teach, MS Geeky Teach, and she's new to the Twitters, but she's learning fast. So nice. if you're on the Twitter, go ahead and follow Sarah. Sarah's got a great teacher out in Clark County, uh, Las Vegas, and uh, is lo looking to share a lot of ideas and things, nice. trying to get her started. She, again, I just met her. She's a very nice person. And again, we want to say thank you to everybody out there who's watching. I think I saw us get up to 30 people tonight, which was pretty cool wow. for us here. We uh, 
You know, we're here live, of course, every single Sunday night at 7 o'clock Eastern, and you can find out more information at techeducatorpodcast.com. Um, it's been busy the last couple days here, and I woke up the other day with this idea of, well, I just need to start doing something here. And I've been saying to you guys that I've got this course in my head to, to do a WordPress course. And uh, ever since, you know, January or February, when I put out my iPad course, people have been asking about how do I do WordPress and how do I make all these websites and, and, and what is the background to do all these things. And so I want to showcase a couple things that I've been working on here because I kind of figured if you can't join them, uh, beat them. And so I decided <laughs> to take – that is how it works, isn't it, John? That is exactly how it works. And so uh, everybody knows TeacherCast.net, and there's a lot of different uh, website worlds to this. And um, it's not listed on here yet because I'm still calling it a beta. But I woke up the other night at 2 in the morning. And let me see where the tab is here. Jeff, you're going to be waking up a lot at 2 in the morning as the uh, months <laughs> progress here. I hate to tell you that. That will be a, that'll be a regular occurrence. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm really much looking forward. That that's how I'm going to learn Evernote. That's right. And so uh, we created the TeacherCast online learning environment, or the TeacherCast educational online learning platform. And uh, if you're out there watching, you can check this out. I certainly would welcome you to. It is fully functional. It is a learning management system, the first ever TeacherCast learning management system at Learn dot teachercast.net and uh, if we can put that in the chat box guys learn dot teachercast.net and uh, we have some courses on here we actually are in the middle of creating a multi-layered course on how to create dynamic mobile apps using AppShed. And I'll take you through a walk through this, because right now this is a free course, and it will remain a free course. But we have a lot of people asking, how do you create online mobile, you know, mobile apps? So AppShed is a great company. We've done some shows with them before, and they've been very nice to TeacherCast. But on here right now, we have four lessons that you can sign up and register for and uh, take for free. And so this is going to be a great place to come together and learn. And right now, again, we have uh, like this one here. You can click on Introduction to AppShed. And it looks like I needed to sign up because I'm not logged into this at the moment. But with all of these, there is a little video that you can watch. And for each of these, I have a little quiz for. And this is a great way to create a learning management for your school as well. And if you want to learn how to do that, that'll be part of the WordPress Advanced course. But right now we have two courses here. One is free, one is paid. This one here is called A Beginner's Guide to Learning How to Use iPads in Your School and in Your Class. And uh, I usually sell this course over at another system for about 25 bucks. But right now I made it $15. And uh, if you're looking to use iPads or what I like to get actually, guys, is I've had a lot of people email me and say, thank you for doing this. I just bought it for my, uh, my, my mother, my grandmother, my whatever, <laughs> because they just got their first iPad. And of course, you know, with, with school starting, a lot of teachers are being asked to teach in a BYOT or BYOD environment. So if you're new to the iPad or the iPhone environment, um, it's 22 videos. And it literally goes from, I've never touched an iPad before. So it takes you from, what is this thing in front of me? Talks to you about all the settings, the do not disturb, um, iCloud, how to get onto iCloud, how to s sign up and create a new email address, uh, the reminders, the notes, the apps, all of these wonderful things. And basically in 23 videos, I give you a professional development certificate. Yes, Peggy. We have now professional development certificates. And so that is one of those... Uh, you know, 
use your PLN to your advantage and we're now giving out professional development certificates. There's also a course on here that I'm building which is called WordPress for Beginners. And uh, the hope for that is that should be out by uh, September 1st. I've got three videos down that are actually um, surfing around my Twitter feed. So if you uh, check out my latest tweets, I've been surfing for that. But uh, that will be a half-free, half-paid course. So uh, check that out. That'll be WordPress for Beginners followed up by WordPress for the Advanced. And in that course, I'm going to show you how to get onto WordPress, how to create a website both on the .com and .org platform. So this is one of those little things that if I was going to suggest you check out at all. Um, Learn.teachercast.net is our brand new TeacherCast online learning management system. But John, that's not all. We have much more here. Wait, there's more? Uh, yes, we do. Um, we actually last week just, uh, I, I guess I can say we just dropped the official TeacherCast iBook. And so if you go yes. to teachercast.net slash iBook, we're actually now in version 1.1 because nice. when, I, uh, when, I, when I originally developed this and submitted it to Apple, this was before ISTE, and uh, TeacherCast went through many, many changes in between the time that I originally put it in for submission and uh, when it came out. I learned a thing or two about following directions. I guess I should have returned the contract they sent me back in December. <laughs> Teachers so, are bad at following directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially you know, when you're talking. We need to, help. When you're talking to Apple online, and he says, "Oh, this is an easy fix. Sign your tax forms." So there's a lot of things that are in there. <laughs> Silly me. So right? Jeff, when you, if you push an update out on that book, do people get automatic updates for that? Yes. The way that you do that is when you log into your iBooks. Okay, when you log into iBooks on your iPad, it'll actually have a little one up on top. Okay, and then when you hit that one, just like updating an app, it'll actually take you into a update screen on your iBooks store, and it will do that. Now, again, in iTunes, let's say that you've downloaded the book in iTunes on your computer, and you sync it up that way, it'll also just download an update like an app. So Apple has come up with a really nice system when you decide to follow the directions. So there's two <laughs> ways there. Um, you know, as again, we have TeacherCast on the iBook. We have TeacherCast online courses. We have TeacherCast.tv. We have our brand new educational broadcasting network, our blog, and our mobile app, which I'm still very, very proud of. And we're going to be creating a new update for this rather soon with our friends from School Info app. So you can, of course, check that out on the iPhone, on the iPad. Or on the Android device. So lots of great things here from TeacherCast. And I've, you know, if John's going to give the shameless plug, so am I. And uh, I would certainly say check out TeacherCast and share it with your friends. If there's one place to go, TeacherCast is your answer. And if you're out there looking to create content, I'm going to put this out there because I know we have a lot of people here. Um, you know, I'm always looking for people to join us. John and Jeff both uh, allow me to post their blogs. And uh, we do that often and so if you're looking for some great stuff from everybody here on this show sam does as well and i even heard that waka patooey is going to be on the uh he's going to be on the blogging platform so <laughs> and if you're an educator that wants to take a gamble at uh, creating an online course um i'm looking for educators to help me develop this platform um you know they uh, as they say if you can't join them beat them and uh, we are building an online learning result uh online learning course so that is that is my pick for the week. I, I, I don't really plug TeacherCast on this a lot, but today I wanted to. And so check out all that stuff. Um, I hope to have links for all those extra things 
on there eventually. But uh, right now, learn.teachercast.net is in beta. And uh, believe it or not, guys, I actually have about 20 people that have signed up for the, um, for the App Shed course. That's great. And again, I can believe it. I, I need to sign up for the WordPress course for sure. I'm the <laughs> WordPress. I'm the worst ever. Well, it's kind of neat. I'm doing this from a different angle. Um, most screencasts or online lessons start off with a picture of a screen, and it says, in this lesson. Well, I'm taking a teacher cast approach, so all of them are actually broadcasts. And so you're going to get a, you know, like for instance, with the one with AppShed, I've actually got Torsten on, who's the founder and one of the lead designers for AppShed. And him and I are actually doing something similar to this. And then we go into the demonstration. And we actually have Chris Cowder, who is a Google certified teacher. And he does a few lessons with us. And he shows us how he takes Google presentations, Google Docs, and Facebook and Twitter, and how he uses that in his app. So we demonstrate how to do all those things. But instead of a boring lesson, um, they're actually doing really well and getting getting some good reviews. So, Peggy, thank you so much for signing up out there. And if you're interested, learn.teachercast.net. I'm really interested in finding out what you guys think. Is it easy to sign up? Is it difficult to sign up? Um, all these little pieces of information that people are sending me, I'm certainly uh, changing and uh, moving things around. So feedback is awesome. And that's the latest from TeacherCast. Oh, yeah. There's a lot mind. going on. That, that and the triplets. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I found out today they're about the size of a fist. So that's, that's pretty that, crazy. That's pretty cool. Every time I pick up my mouse, I kind of have to – anyway. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just want to give a shout-out to Bobby Lynch. She's been great on Twitter tonight. And, Jeff, she's given you um, a possibility for a course that she'd like to see, something on apps and options to help with flipping her classroom. So if, if we can, I would love to do that. Um, if anybody, you know, if Bobby would like to, to contact me after the show or whatever, and you know, we can talk about putting one of those together. I I'm here and I've built the platform. Now let's get some teachers to start building courses. Can you charge for a course? Yes. We can set it up. So that way you can build a course and charge for it. So lots of, lots of things going on here at TeacherCast. Um, cool. And I'll just start saying now, if you'd like to donate some diapers, we will take all the diaper <laughs> donations as well. Where do they send donations, huh? <laughs> oh man, how do they get you the diapers? Uh, yeah, how do they? They they just have to send you a loves gift the, gift certificate. The, huh? the answer is quickly. We're gonna be. I, I think this show eventually is gonna be sponsored by Toys R Us because that's where our registry is. So, <laughs> and I think you're gonna be seeing some Amazon links on the side of the on the side. I, of the I know. I have two words for you: Target. Target is, your, Target is where you start to live when once you first have a baby. You're like, oh darn it! I forgot the onesies. I forgot the burp claws. Oh. So you have to go on Target. They I, have everything. I, I want to do an I an a an, uh, an Amazon registry because I have, oh yeah because I have an affiliate at Amazon, so that's like double dipping. But uh, <laughs> but but yeah, you'll be you'll be seeing some auto tweets come out with like, hey, buy this diaper bag for us, please, times three. Hey Fine. Jeff, I was uh, can I screen share one more time real quick? I was going to show you something that I've been reading lately. Can I show you this one? Any anything that promotes your reading, John, I want to see. Okay, all right, here we go. Hey, look what I'm reading on my new iPad Mini. It's the TeacherCast book. Oh, look, there's a picture of me. Look at that. I like that. That's my favorite page right there where I have a little picture of myself. Did you see the picture of Grog the zombie? He loves that picture. <laughs> no, I, 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 I like Grog. Grog gets big. 
Krog gets big props. I, I, you know, I didn't put this out officially yet, but last week, um, this is another big thing I'm kind of proud of, but last week we actually did the 100th episode of the Teacher Cast Roundtable Show. Awesome. Oh, wow. And nice. we had Toby on. And Toby and I were talking about things like screen sharing and stuff. And then after the show was over, we actually did a live interview with Grog the Zombie. Nice. That's it, awesome. I, I, I'm still giddy about it, but I'm actually <laughs> speaking to Grog live because he did the, uh, the, the you know, reflector app onto the screen slash Google Hangout slash all that stuff. So, yeah, we, we, I, I, ha- I finally have a, a – a, a, Oh, okay. So it's like my rival to when I did the show with 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 Waka. You know, I, I but I've now officially interviewed the Edu Puppets and the Edu Zombie. I feel kind of cool here. I've arrived after a hundred shows. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Next, you just need to find Walter White and uh, interview him. I'd like to That's get Statler awesome. and Waldorf on the show. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I know anything puppets, right? Anything that's puppets. Oh man. So I, uh... anyway. We, we've, we've had a great show here. We got started a little bit late, but I, as I said, we've had 30 people or so at the most on, on TV. And I don't know if you're out there listening, tell me what you think about justin.tv. We're switching back and forth between that and Ustream. And I, I was listening to Mike Phillips's show and Mike is out there watching. He's using another service called Bamboozer, I think, Mike. Um, we're still trying to find a good way to do this. And I apologize for any of the issues on the teachercast.tv i'm i'm working through it i actually had to rebuild the site today from the ground up and that's why we have all those extra things so check us out if there's features that you like we're going to keep running with them if there's features that we need to change we'll do that as well i don't mind people going to the justin.tv page but um i haven't figured out a way to make the background look pretty yet if you notice it's kind of an ugly page and i turned the chat off there for a reason so i didn't have like five chat boxes going but um that's that's the Tech Educator Podcast. Again, we're going to be here at techeducatorpodcast.com slash 25. John, what's going on this week at Techlandia? Oh, uh, you know, we're, we're going to try and get back into the swing of everything. So we're just going to go ahead and see what's going on. We give you three apps, three people to follow on Twitter, three cool things. And we've got DJ uh, Two Turntables and a Principal, Kurt Rees, on there. And um, he's just he's just flying flying them out there. So, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty good stuff. Nice. Was that the, was it Jeff trying to be a DJ? Were you trying to get in on Kurt's action? No, that was me opening the teacher test. I, I, I do. <laughs> oh, yeah, the trailer in the beginning. I do want to say, if anybody does want to go ahead and get me offline for live slides help, I will be happy to help them as well. Just go ahead and give me a shout, and we'll get back to you. I, uh, I, I know some people were saying, hey, there's a lot of commercials here. Please, 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 please keep in mind that in order for me to take the commercials off, it's $250 a month depending on the service. Ustream, Ustream, Ustream charges $199, I think it is, a month to get the commercials off. So uh, rather pay for diapers. I don't know. That's all I can say. Jeff, yeah. where can we uh, find some great stuff about Instructional Tech Talk? You can head on over to instructionaltechtalk.com. Uh, we're going to be working on getting ready for next week's BYOT chat. Thanks to Jerry for sending me a time that starts. It's 8 Central. Uh, it's an hour-long chat. And uh, hopefully a lot of you guys can join us. I think it'll be a fun time. We're still working on exactly what we're going to be talking about specifically. Um, but I know that um, I think Google Hangouts and Google Plus in the educational environment will be part of it. Um, so I'm just excited to be able to talk about that kind of stuff and getting ready for that. I just wanted to bring you guys aware to the chat room here. I'm only looking in 
the lowest three chats. One of them here says, I wish the chat room wasn't down so low. This worked fine for me today. Somebody says here, teachercast.tv worked. Somebody here is saying it doesn't work. Some people are saying, I wish it could work. We're trying to figure this all out as we kind of go. So, uh, you know, we're coming up with the, with the lowest common denominator, I guess it is, for how to do this live. So, um, all suggestions are open, but we're having a good time bringing this to you. Of course, you can check us out every single day on TeacherCast.tv and, of course, TeacherCast.net. All of our video archives are found on our website at uh, TeacherCast.net slash YouTube. And why is that important? That's important because we just passed 350 subscribers, I believe it is. And uh, we are on our quest to get 1,000 Twitter uh, uh, YouTube subscribers. We also just passed 8,800 uh, Twitter followers, too. So lots of great stuff here. And I want to nice. say thank you so much for the support. It has been two years, one month, and five days. Now, here's something that I really want to ask you guys, and I left this for the end, but I know we still have a big audience. If you are on Twitter right now, if you have Twitter at all, please send a tweet right now to my wife at... Base Gen 1, B-A-S-S-J-E-N-1. Not only to congratulate her on what I'm calling the edu triplets, but also from me to say happy anniversary tomorrow is our, is our, is our, honey, what, what year is it? Our three-year anniversary? (laughs) Six-year anniversary, everybody. It's been the best five or six years of my life. And I and and uh, she's wonderful. She's letting me do this and letting me speak to all of you guys. And she tells me she will continue to let me speak to you guys even when she's changing three diapers at once. So isn't that wonderful? Give it up for my wife, everybody. Awesome. And uh, she should be sainted. She, well, yes. she can't technically be sainted, John. Well, I don't know. She needs something for putting up with you for that long. That's all I gotta say. The woman, the woman is. I don't know what she needs. Something. Barack needs to come down and give her some kind of special title. Honey, is it six six years or seven years? She says it's six years, ladies and gentlemen. All right. And so uh, please give her a follow. It was a big week for us. Not only did I hit 8,800 followers, but she hit tw- uh, 300 followers for her account. So give her a round of applause, nice. everybody. By the way, I do want to mention Jerry has a page set up for the Edu Triplets. So give Jerry a round of applause on that. All right, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's nothing like beating him to the punch. He's like, okay, I've got to get that set up right now. <laughs> the Edu Triplets. You can't say he doesn't have a page for everything. So right. thank you so much out there for watching, for Jeff Herb, for Jan Samuelson, and uh, for Sam Patterson, who is probably right now bored to tears watching uh, something happen at his school. My name oh. is Jeff, and you can catch us live each and every Sunday night at 7 o'clock. We are the Tech Educator Podcast. Catch us live here. We will see you next week. Have a good one, everybody.